Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hey, it's Rick from upstairs. Yeah, I take it seriously. When I play R&B at one in the morning, that's me saying, hey, I'm here for you. And I enjoy repetitive bass lines. I only use expired batteries in my smoke detectors. <laughs> nice, right? Yeah, upstairs neighbors help people forget their troubles. Give them something else to focus on. Ooh, want to see how high I can jump? Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor. No, wait, let me try again. But we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. HD Smartcast. You are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Capital Calculus, the show which focuses on the intersection of politics and economics, something that is critical in democracies like India especially in influencing what the little guy gets or does not get. Every week, this show will explore this intersection to try and give you a fresh perspective on the week that was. I am your host, Anil Padmanabhan. Last week, the union government did the unthinkable. It rolled out a plan to reform the Indian bureaucracy. Yes, you heard that right. The governance lexicon is poised for an unprecedented makeover. Dubbed Mission Karma Yogi, it proposes to make the Indian bureaucracy battle-ready for a new India. One which will be wealthier, more complex and hence that much more difficult to govern. Something the present bureaucracy is incapable of handling. Not their fault entirely. Political interference, greasy palms, name it. Almost Everything has contributed to hollowing out an institution. The surviving edifice is a mere shadow of itself. Even the good bureaucrats, and there are legions of them, find it stifling. Incapable of doing anything beyond the usual linear functions. Worse, they face a public perception problem. They are seen as obfuscators. This is only the more generous view of them. As of now, their caricature is closer to what so immortally was etched about the British bureaucracy in the Yes Minister series. The cult BBC satire from the 1980s used sardonic humour to expose the rot within. Well, let's come to the roof garden. Yes, with pleasure. <laughs> this was a part of a wide variety of, of roof insulation schemes which the government was testing in the interest of fuel economy. £75,000. Well, it was thought that the sale of flowers and vegetable produce might offset the cost. And did it? No. Then why not abandon the garden? Well, it's there now, and um, it does insulate the roof, and we aren't building any more. But you wasted £75,000. Well, it was government policy to test all proposals for fuel saving. At this fantastic waste of the taxpayers' money, you agree the money was wasted. It's not for me to comment on government policy, you must ask the minister. Look, Sir Humphrey, whatever we ask the minister, he says is an administrative question for you. And whatever we ask you, you say is a policy question for the minister. Mm -hmm. How do you suggest we find out what's going on? Yes, 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 yes. I do see that there is a real dilemma here. In that, while it has been government policy to regard policy as the responsibility of ministers and administration as the responsibility of officials, the questions of administrative policy can cause confusion between the policy of administration and the administration of policy. 
especially when responsibility for the administration of the policy of administration conflicts or overlaps with responsibility for the policy of the administration of policy. Well, that's a load of meaningless dribble, isn't it? It's not for me to comment on government policy, Mr. Minister. Nigel Hawthorne, who immaculately plays the character of Sir Humphrey, lays it out for us. The sardonic take makes us both laugh and think. Which brings us back to the latest challenge Prime Minister Narendra Modi has laid down for himself. No doubt it has caught the imagination of the people. Social media's support is more than apparent. But the big question is, will he succeed? Or, like the preceding regimes, beat a quiet retreat. To get your head around these vexing questions is not easy. Exactly why I spoke to Shakti Sinha, a former IAS officer. He has served in several key capacities before taking voluntary retirement, including as PS to Prime Minister Atal Bihari Vajpayee. I began by asking the most obvious question. Is this plan too ambitious? First up, uh, Shakti, do you think this plan is very ambitious? I think it is very ambitious. And I'm not, I'm not saying that as a negative word. I think we need ambition at this stage and big ambition at this stage. Because if you look at how complex the economy has become, especially the economy, and how social forces have evolving, I think at different levels of governments, we need much higher levels of capacity, much more domain knowledge, and the ability to accommodate the new learnings which are coming up and not get stuck with what we were trained when bureaucrats start life with. So I think we needed to have this breakthrough. We needed to really get out of our fixed molds. And I think this would be a good step forward. So what are the odds uh, it will succeed? That is very difficult to say at this stage. The odds are very much against it because in any system, inertia sets in very quickly. And also, as you know, our systems have reached a stage of entropy. So in a stage of entropy to try and revive it is not very easy to do. And therefore, the clear direction from the top is very necessary. Constant iteration, reiteration must be done. And involvement of key players at different levels, so-called change makers, people who can move, who have influence, have to be really activated across the country, across sectors, sectors in terms of uh, subjects, and across sectors in terms of government, non-government, academia, business world, civil society, media, etc. So you, unless you do all of the above, the odds are quite difficult, as I said, because the law of inertia is very, very strong, particularly in an organization as big as the government. And there's not government of India, it's all state governments, it's all local bodies, it's everybody. Shakti is right. The odds are stacked against the revamp plan. While this may be the case, Mission Karma Yogi has some very significant highlights. One is the move to standardize the training curriculum and also to teach them in regional languages. A very important step in addressing inequalities in capacities in the bureaucracy among and within states. Absolutely. The whole problem today is, across the country, that the states which are doing well have the capacities they have the capacity, they've also invested in their systems which are delivering. Well, those who are left behind are really no means to catch up even. And I think through the use of developing very detailed 
very contextual material and making it accessible to everybody in the language of their choice and at the level of their requirement. Everybody is not at the same level and therefore the need for upgradation is there. That is absolutely essential. Look at the sheer numbers of people, one and a half million, two million of people involved across 15 levels of government, across multiple sectors. It's a difficult job, but unless you bring develop enough knowledge about it and contextual knowledge, it's going to be a difficult job, which is why I think the approach is the right one. But as I said, humongous challenges. Equally striking is the commitment to match domain skills of the bureaucrat with their role. What the plan describes is a roles-based approach. To put it simply, it's just finding the right person for the right job. At the lower level of governments, it's okay to have a good sense of administration, a good sense of management, because you are doing that essentially. But as you move up the ladder and you get into fields, specific fields, medicine, education, or looking at finance, within finance revenue, are you able to estimate what if we make a tariff change will have the impact not just on the sector you're trying to help, but on the unintended consequence in other sectors. That is missing in government very, very considerably. And if we're able to match, and that's a big if, I mean, I want it done, I'm very keen it should be done, but if we're able to actually achieve that and get people with domain knowledge who also know how the government works, so you don't just see domain knowledge in terms of, say, very good macroeconomist looking at a particular industrial sector, industrial, uh, they say, but somebody who also understands how policy plays out in the field. So therefore, getting that kind of domain knowledge is something I think is something we really have to strive for. And I, as I said, it's very difficult, but I'm hopeful that clear direction, things can change. Quick follow-up. If this is such a no-brainer, why is it that this has not happened for the last, say, seven decades? No, I know it has not happened. Periodically, attempts have been made. Periodically. In the 80s, we started regular trainings, every year trainings, trainings of people 55 years old to 25 years old, training them together in different fields. It lost steam after some time. Then again, late 90s, it started again, early 2000s, getting trained every 10 years, etc. But the fact is, none of them had the commitment of the political leadership. None of them had the commitment. Political leadership wanted changes, wanted improvement. But to tackle such a change, you have to step on a lot of toes. You'll face a lot of resistance within the system. Because people like incrementalism. Because nobody wants to change. Nobody wants to start being challenged with new knowledge. And therefore, all these initiatives in the past had limited impact. All of them started well. It seemed it will pick it up. But once the political leadership lost interest and moved on to the next uh, challenge and these just lost just they just lost steam shakti flags a very important precondition for change political will something this government seems to possess to be sure they've already been tinkering with the architecture of the bureaucracy particularly in challenging the hegemony of the ias leveling the playing field recruiting from other cadres for the level of joint secretary it is only a matter of time before the leadership of the bureaucracy soon reflects someone other than the IAS. It does. It does. I think you should open up choices. You should have choice of selection, not choice of the people themselves within the system, but choice for the system to choose people from across the government. 
also from outside government you really need a much larger dose of talent coming in to the government from outside the government kind of revolving door because diversity is essential otherwise we same people are talking to each other all the time and you're not really moving ahead people will resist it obviously but you must introduce the element of competition in the system competition of talent but more important competition of ideas so if changes have happened as you rightly pointed out in fact i think less than half would be is officers now more than half would be non is officers it's it's a beginning the other thing we have noticed about this government is that they have uh, always approached the bureaucracy as part of the solution and not seen them as a problem like most mm-hmm. previous regimes have tended so they're yeah. stuck with them so will hmm. this be enough to win the confidence of the bureaucracy particularly the ias uh the two sides to it you know one of course is uh, when you see them as part of the solution immediately people outside start doubting you become cynical ah, the same guys you're using them why do i believe you but on the positive side is the fact that if these are not the people on your side they have tremendous ability if not to actively sabotage it but to go slow on it and make it a not non starter you know and that's the last thing you want you cannot replace forget even the is 4000 people that are important if you look at a cross mid level of government if they are not on your sides change is going to be very very difficult so how do you get them on your side is by telling them yes we are looking for talent but yes we recognize your abilities we want you to improve we want you to get the domain knowledge feel empowered develop your capabilities so that is the other way of looking at it and they have opted for this option not the revolutionary option so then this government has shown both political will and tactical ability in approaching such a hot button issue all good but what about what politicians need to do the gorilla in the room yes the bureaucracy has its warts but then politicians have weaponized transfers to get their way bend the rules and corrupt the institution surely charity begins at home yeah yeah it, it absolutely right and unfortunately what has happened over the years is this unholy mix of the corrupt bureaucrats with the politicians who are basically seeing them their partners has really damaged the system a lot if you need good performance then the person on the job must have full freedom to act within the limits that you laid down laid down the objectives very clearly give them the resources and hold them accountable hold them accountable but if you try to victimize them if you try to be unjust with them or you try to have this retribution and government changes then i think you're damaging yourself ultimately your instruments if they become weak if they atrophy do not deliver who loses out the, the bureaucrat still gets a salary even if victimized is a political system will leeches out by being unable to deliver and therefore unable to go back to the people indeed if the modi government is true to its word then it will have to go the full distance reform of the bureaucracy will have to be accompanied by political maturity and restraint this is then as much a mindset reset for the babus as it is for the politicians and of course for all of us it is not going to be easy a road india has not traversed before old habits die hard especially in babudom john minard keynes the legendary economist summed it up best the difficulty lies not in the new ideas he said but in escaping from the old ones 
that's all for today thank you for listening hope you enjoyed this episode do share your feedback and ideas you can reach me on twitter at capital calculus or on facebook and instagram at ht smartcast i'll be back next week with a new episode of capital calculus till then stay safe this was a live mint production brought to you by ht smartcast ht smartcast I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Bosa, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising April on your favorite podcast app.